All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Poetic Pause with Amanda from Uganda. And as always, this ride is going to be fantastic. Here at Poetic Pause, you get to experience a poetic expression of hope, love, faith, and life. Here you will tap into Uganda's poetic magic mingle and meet the words that come from the raw experience of being us. Today in studio, I don't have a poet, I have a writer. And guys, in Stoke is going to be amazing lessons for you, skills to take away that are going to send you off on your ride of becoming an actual writer that has stuff and articles out there. In studio with me, I have Jonathan Tabalanga. Hello, Jonathan. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Poetic Pause. Thank you. Thank you so much for accepting our invite. It's always a pleasure. You're like you're like a busy, you know, big person out there. I didn't I didn't even know you would. Not, I thought you would say, "I'm sorry, uh, I'm busy today." Not really. Uh, you know, um, one of the um, the things that you have to do in life is always keep a promise. Mm, mm. If someone um, comes up to you and say, "I want you to come," and you accept, and then you turn them down. Mm. It does not go down well with the other person. Mm, it doesn't show that you're a faithful person even. No. Yeah. So thank you so much for picking up that call, saying yes, and then actually coming. We are very honored to have you. Thank you so much. So guys, Jonathan Tabalanga, by the way, is an international relations specialist. I know some of you are wondering what does that mean? What, what does that entail? Um, of course, international relations... As the word international means mm. uh, something outside the borders, mm -hmm. you analyze events that occur outside your own country. Mm. Um, uh, of course, right now we know what is happening all over the world. Mm. But in this case, uh, we look at the diplomatic part. Mm. Mm. And I know, Amanda, uh, you have um, some knowledge about international relations as well. Yes, by the way. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Tabalanga. I'm always tempted to say Mr. Jonathan Tabalanga because he was actually my international relations professor. Yeah, um, so for me, international relations um, it begins from home. Mm. Uh, it is about the interests mm. uh, your country pursues outside the borders, mm. but it can go across the board, economic interests, political, mm. uh, of course now culture, education. Mm. You've had countries like the US giving scholarships, mm. uh, Britain, uh, Sweden, they don't do this because um, they want to help the Africans, Africans and no they do it because they want to get into the hearts of the Africans mm. and uh, of course colonize our minds and think yeah this yeah. is the best country in the world. Of mm. course you've you met guys who've gone to Sweden, who've gone to the US, and they talk about all these cities, mm. and then want to compare with our cities. Yeah, It is a mindset change uh, that the Europeans and other uh, developed countries want to, um, of course, they want the Africans to be impacted in that way. Yeah. So um, there's so many things they do. If you look at, um, uh, for example, the US, they they have the culture part, they have mm. education, they mm. have uh, the military, they have economics, mm. so many things. So, so many things. So international relations cuts across so many areas, including mm. security. Okay. And today, Mr. Tavalanga is here. First, of course, we are going to discuss about those inter international relations things that are all very important. But before we go into that, we want to talk about him as a writer. Now, I know... Jonathan, that you are a writer, you've written for newspapers. Yes. You have been published, not one time, not two times, but a number of times. Yes. And I know that you've also been hosted on TV shows to give political opinions and all those big important things. But all of that really stems from the quality of work you write and that, that's then published and people read and then they invite you, isn't it? Yes. So before we go any further, I want to ask, how did you start writing for newspapers? I know you don't work for any specifically, but how did you start writing for newspapers? Um, of course, um, for me, I think writing uh, is about what you're interested in doing. For mm -hmm. example, um, uh, the one about uh, police brutality. Mm. Uh, there was an event, I think uh, one of uh, the supporters of... Uh, the MP for Nakawa, I remember, mm. if I'm not certain. Mm -hmm. um, he was released from prison. Okay. And um, 
his supporters went to welcome him and then of course the police came in and beat up the supporters and mm. uh, all over the newspapers mm -hmm. uh, it was flashed and um, it was a sad incident mm. but you know very well that the police and other security organs are the guardians of the law yes. and the guardians of peace mm. and they're supposed to protect uh, mm. these uh, rights of people mm -hmm. they're not actually supposed to injure or even uh, beat up people but they're supposed to, to arrest yeah. and prosecute mm. but not to beat up, to beat up. Mm. so when I saw this I was so disgusted and um, I was like when I was home I'm, I was like let me write something about mm. uh, the police brutality mm. and uh, of course um, you has done international relations, you mm. know, there's that part of civil, military, or police relations. Yes. Uh, what I found out that in this police, mm. they're trained just to make sure that um, they, they either protect maybe those in power, mm. but not to protect the civilian. Mm -hmm. Which is the reverse of what police is supposed yes. to be Yes, and the police is supposed to be the guardian of rights of people. Mm. Okay, so Mr. Tabalanga, Jonathan, <laughs> I'm no longer a student. So Jonathan, you have told us that if you want to write, for instance, for a news agency, you need to get an area that, first of all, you're very interested in. Yeah, it's it's always tri um, it's a trigger. It's something that happens mm. on the instant. Like uh, the other article I did was about uh, the migration in Europe. You mm. remember how Europe was crumbling with uh, the Syrian refugees. Yes. And uh, nobody was there to actually rain on this issue. Mm. Um, Germany was saying, we welcome them. The U.S. was saying, no. no. Uh, Britain was Australia saying... Australia was closing their yeah, borders. Yeah, and, and we in Africa actually think these guys are capable. Mm, yeah, they have like, their resources compared yes. to us. If Uganda is taking in the number of refugees we are taking yeah, in. Yeah, so I, I looked at the situation, uh, me coming from that field, and I, I wrote about it. Mm, yes, mm. of course, the other one was about Sudan, uh, the mm. peace... Mm. A young country that by then it was about five or six years. Mm. And then after independence, everybody was happy. Mm. And then they went back to war. Okay. Yeah. So you like, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Some people were saying, is the country cursed? What is wrong? Yeah, of course, this is a very bad image of us. We as Africans mm. out there, people think uh, we are in a jungle. We, we do not understand Warm anything. Mongers. We don't go to school. Mm. Uh, but of course, we as a people, um, the politics has disorganized us. Yeah, there's. I think that it's important for people when they hear stories of war and that sort of thing happening in Africa, it's important not to attach it to African people and realize that there are politics playing behind exactly. each of those scenarios. And so it's not the people of Sudan like war, but if you go, you know, if you go into... Yeah. Nation level analysis, you realize there's actually some politics playing out. Selfish yeah. people that are, it's not Sudanese, it's not Africans, it's that specific individual exactly. that's then causing that to happen. So, guys, uh, Jonathan Tabalanga is telling us that find an area that you're passionate about, but as well attach it to an event that was occurred. So, mm -hmm. he's given us examples of when that Syrian refugee crisis yes. happened. For when the Sudan second civil war, the second civil war, uh, like oh, the oh, seventh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it depends on the magnitude of uh, this conflict. Mm. Uh, the first one, the one when Garanga was still uh, alive, he was fighting the north mm, uh, because mm. remember uh, the differences were more religious. Mm. The south is more Christian and the north is more uh, Muslim. Mm. So um, that was the difference now. Mm, mm. So they always fought for generations. Mm. Now, when um, they had this comprehensive peace agreement in Arusha in Tanzania, mm. they decided that they would sit down and agree and then uh, draw up a program where uh, South Sudan, the people of South Sudan will vote, the, the people of Sudan would vote mm -hmm. either to secede or, or to, to be one country. Well. And of course, you know what happened. They mm, voted for independence. Mm. And then with the, peoples, with the people that came in, mm -hmm. um, of course, the demise of Garang, mm -hmm. and of course, the new guy, Salvaki, and mm. of course, you know, Riak Mashal was mm -hmm. also a big player in yep. this politics. Of course, there's always that conflict. Mm. And then after independence, South Sudan again, goes back to civil war mm. so for me i think um even linking that to uh, my article the, mm. the one of police brutality 
when people are not content mm. or not contented with uh, uh, what you're doing as a government, sometimes they rise up. Mm. And these pictures are dangerous for mm -hmm. any other person. Mm -hmm. They can breed war. They can cause conflict. Mm. So for me, um, the government, uh, our government actually, mm. it's the same government that was there at the time, mm. uh, should uh, always endeavor or always try to make sure that such things do not happen mm. in the public space. Mm. 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 Yes. Mm. Yes. And the way we can we can also participate in this is if you have an interest, attach it to an event, write about it. And then after you wrote, for instance, after you wrote your articles, what, what did you next? What did you do next? Did you send it to as many as? No, 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 no. Um, first of all, um, any person who is writing should be smart. Mm. Uh, you need to know um, what your article is intended to do. achieve or um, the audience you want uh, the article to reach. For example, for me, uh, as soon as uh, I wrote the article, I I contacted uh, the, the editorial in New Vision and okay. asked them if uh, they could receive something I've written. And they said, yeah. Mm. And I sent it to the Monitor and the New Vision. Okay. And, uh, of course, the New Vision um, uh, published the one of the Sudan, Sudan uh, crisis, crisis mm -hmm. but the, the one for brutality, the police brutality. Daily Monitor. Yeah, the Daily Monitor. Mm. Yeah, so for me, um, you need to actually be smart. Mm. You need to have um, network mm -hmm. and find people who are actually important mm. because you cannot just write something and then leave it out there. Yeah. Like, for example, if you're writing for a journal, you should be a member of a, a journal. You can't just write, you can't just write journals and, or yeah. just discard you and not yes. consider so, you. Yes, um, so you need, first of all, to register as a member of the journal. Mm -hmm. So when you publish... Or when you write, you send and they'll read through. There's also what they call proofreading. Mm. And also, uh, there's, there's some information you can write and it's dangerous for yeah, everybody. And, and they won't publish for the safety of their yes, own. Yes, yeah. So for me, I think uh, after writing, I contacted New Vision through an email. They were so kind to me that uh, they actually responded. And uh, they told did you me... Know, did you know anyone in New Vision? Or this was... No, 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 no. I didn't know I, anyone? I, no, um... Of course, uh, I know I have an OB, mm. uh, but when I, I I spoke to him, he told me, just drop an email to Victoria and they will uh, look at it, and then they will. Okay. He had no sense uh, them publishing it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, guys. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can be one of those voices that increases the diversity of what our news sounds like. I mean, we've given you very simple steps. Pick something you are passionate about. Attach that passion to an event, write very well, and ask people actually to go through your article. Exactly. After don't you be write. selfish. Don't <laughs> don't have it and say it is mine. Yeah. Okay. You mm. can ask someone to read through. Yeah. And maybe uh, critique. Some, yeah, critique, and it's always very good for someone to critique mm. something you've written. So that you know whether it improves you. It, it exactly, yeah. and then it even improves the debate and the thoughts exactly. that you're giving out for your article. Mm. After that. Uh, be strategic. Exactly. Know which which platform, which network, which agency will accept your message. Exactly. Because if you just pour it in... Yeah, of course, you have these online um, uh, papers. That mm. if, if you wanted to do that, then everybody can actually publish mm. your work without mm. even reading through. But I think um, New Vision and... Um, Dale Monitor have been tested over They're time. They're very good. They're yeah. very good. Uh, they have very good editors. So for me... Mm. They're uh, competent that, agencies. Yes. You want your work yes. to be affiliated yes. to. Yes. And even, for example, for the students, mm. uh, if they are writing, they, this is one of the things they should be doing because mm. it can improve their marriage in, in the event they want to apply for a scholarship mm. uh, because they're going to ask you uh, have you written anything? Mm. Do you what? have any published works? E yes. LinkedIn even asks for that. Yes. If you have any published works, you attach them. Exactly. So it's a plus. Yes. So for me, I think uh, for young people, it's always good not to be um, immersed in social media, WhatsApp, mm, mm. Facebook. Mm. I, I don't think uh, these social media outlets are important in mm. a way. For example, um, you cannot do this article on social media. You don't think that you can publish this? No, no, no. It, it does not It does not make a lot of sense. Because remember... It doesn't give your article the noise it needs. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, because people don't want to read. 
especially eh. <laughs> social media people. Yeah, so for me, eh, um, they don't want to read long things. There's an audience that you target. For example, if you're writing something about politics, mm. that's uh, if it's like a blog, people will read. People go to blogs. Human rights. Um, you need an audience, of course. Mm. And the people, like for example, one time I was in an office and I found my article. Someone had uh, got it and they framed it somewhere, and I'm like, wow. Mm. But I never knew that. <laughs> Hey, wow, interesting. Yes. Guys, please write and publish. Yeah, so people like in my... Part- I am going to start writing and publishing. But I don't know if my ideas will be like... Anyways, I will do it. <laughs> we shall do it, you guys. You who is double-thinking yourself, let's let's make this happen. Let's write and publish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So guys, right now, usually what happens on this podcast is we have a presentation from a poet or a musician. But what we're going to do, since this is an, an article writer... Uh, Jonathan is going to introduce to us a piece he wrote for the Daily Monitor about police police brutality. And then he's going to give us his three major points, why he wrote it, what were his basic, what were your basic arguments. And then from there, we'll discuss those basic arguments and hopefully we will come out with a conversation that will give us good truth. Yeah, um, the, the, the article was, uh, um, I think... Uh, entitled uh, compulsory civil police relations mm. training necessary for the police mm. uh, of course this was linked to the brutality that happened to that actually the police um, what is the right word to use Amanda you're mm. a very good English yes. student <laughs> <laughs> but anyways uh, so um, when it happened um, of course as any other citizen mm. and uh, a human rights advocate I was alarmed and I was unhappy. That's a good word, alarmed. Yeah, I was alarmed by the conduct of uh, the police mm-hmm. uh, towards uh, the citizens. Uh, they are actually supposed to protect and also um, assist in any way. Mm-hmm. So um, when I, I, I saw these pictures in the New Vision and in the Daily Monitor, I said, no, I have to do something. I have to write something. Mm. So um, first of all, you know that our police... Um, the the constitution is very clear, mm. and I think Article One of um, uh, the constitution mm-hmm. is um, it says that um, everybody is free. I think I, I don't know uh, whether about I'm, free and equal. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't know what article it is. But yeah, but um, uh, basically, what I'm trying to drive home is uh, citizens are supposed to enjoy. Um, in their country, they're supposed to exercise their rights. They're supposed to demonstrate, mm, okay? The liberty, yeah. Yeah, the liberty, the freedoms that we we have as uh, by the constitution of mm. this land. Mm. But you see that the police do not actually know what is actually within the constitution. Mm. So my arguments were, you, the guardians of the law, mm. are actually uh, the ones who are abusing the same law that you're supposed to protect, mm, okay? The rights of people within this constitution, you actually supposed to protect the rights of citizens and property, but you destroy the property of the people, mm. you um, brutalize the population, mm. uh, you abuse the rights of um, even the young. Actually, they tear gas everybody. Mm. So uh, for me, um, after that incident, I said no. I have to, of, co- of course, coming from uh, that background of mm. international relations. Mm. So I, I I sat down and I, within two hours or three hours, I was done. Mm. I gave it to a friend of mine to read through and, mm. and she said, yeah, I think it can go. Mm. And by the time when I sent it out, it actually came. Mm. I didn't, like in two days, it was published. It was published. But um, my major, major concern was uh, how um, the police could uh, do this and yet uh, when you ask the the officers they always defend and say um we uh, we train police officers on how to conduct themselves mm. in terms of human rights mm. in terms of people relations in terms of uh, protection of property but they did not do this mm. at this but of course we know where it comes from mm-hmm. this is the opposition mm. and but the opposition also mm. um part and parts of this community of the ugandan community that they're supposed to protect yes so um in i was advising actually the police on how to improve they needed to train Mm. uh, the police officers of course they have so many academies but i don't know what happens there perhaps 
people like Amanda right now should be the ones training these police officers <laughs> on how to behave, okay? <laughs> so um, basically, I gave a few recommendations mm. improving, the, uh, the, of course, community policing, mm. uh, the police relations in terms of training, and of course, funding the police. You know, the, one of the reasons why police behave the way they behave is money. the money they are given. Uh, they are agitated. Top-ranking top people receive a ridiculous amount of money. Exactly. And then the one that do the actual work. Exactly. Don't receive very I, I, little. Yeah. Um, an absurd amount. Like yeah, so, so the, and you know the instructions. Mm. There's that element of humanity. If you tell Amanda, Amanda, go and uh, command um, or uh, quell a protest, mm. how do you do it? Do you just go and start tear gassing everybody? Or do you speak to the ringleaders and then say, you know, we don't want you in this place. Could you mm. please move to this place? Mm. Or, you know, but you do not just wake up and start uh, doing what you're doing. So yeah. for me, the conduct of the police is wanting up to now. Mm. Uh, they still do the same things. Um, uh, they need a lot of expertise. Um, they should recruit a few people to... Mm. Uh, to train the police. Mm. Um, of course, the other thing I, I, I talked about is uh, the police is so gender insensitive. Mm. You'd only find um, guys. and uh, There is some women, but most of the women are like traffic officers. And also office people. Yeah, and office people. You, you know, um, a woman is not as brutal as a man. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you should take that back because I have met brutal ones. Eh? Yeah, yeah, but, but, but I'll tell you, uh, women are a little bit sensitive and emotional. Okay, the general notion is that women would be their mothers. Better their mothers and, and, and you know. Their mothers towards their children. Uh, no, 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 because <laughs> I, I, I've actually met a few police guys of police women mm. who um agree with me and they are like yeah um we've been ha discussing about um making sure that the numbers the police numbers in terms of the other gender women mm. are increased in every aspect of uh, the police departments but of course there's the politics mm. okay. there's the politics okay so jonathan tabalanga this article was written august 5th 2016. yes we are august what is today? 2020. <laughs> 2020. Eight, nine? Ninth, right? Yeah, ninth, yeah. yes. Today is 9th, August 2020. We are in the COVID-19 era, and there's been a heavy deployment of security forces into so many areas here in Uganda in order to, you know, enforce the prevention, like COVID-19 the, the, the spread. spread. Of, the spread of uh, yes. the virus. And with that effect, actually, I was just reading... About 12 people uh, have allegedly been killed by these security forces because of brutality, police brutality. And I mean, a huge one that hit, it was so close to home for me. The was, massacre incident. No, not the massacre, actually, no. It wasn't the massacre one. It was the Makere boy, the doctor. That okay. Lived, that, that the, young the young man, man, yeah. The young man, he was walking, just walking in Makere University hmm. because he resided somewhere there. And security forces came and said, it's past curfew time. What are you doing? Walking is like, I'm walking to go to where I stay. And they decided to beat him up and, and it, left him and for it, and, as and good it. as dead, really. He arrived in hospital. The next thing we knew is that he was dead. So, like you said, police brutality is still so very, very evident. Yeah. Like, so there here in Uganda. What, like... Okay, leave alone like professionalism of you guys need better training. Because yeah? we can tell government people need better training for as long as we want. They will do what they want. What do you think really, really, really needs to be done in order to put an actual end? Um, a police officer and the, a citizen of the U.S., mm. a black citizen of the U.S. would tell you the same thing. Mm that uh, the police in the U.S., in one in the most um, important country in the world, uh, according to certain people, I don't think it's the most important, though. Mm. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that uh, the police is brutal mm. in there because you've seen black people being killed. Mm. in Floyd. Yeah, so, um, and of course, one of uh, uh, the things that has happened in the U.S. is... Uh, uh, people have been striking, and of course, they want the police to be defunded. Mm. Now, coming back to Uganda, 
uh, our police, first of all, um, number one, the corruption, mm. the corruption within the police. To the, to, you know, people are not so confident that if a police officer committed a crime, uh, there will be due process. Mm. Now, the fact that people are not confident that there will be due process, um, the trust is not there and the police are doing whatever they want to do. Of mm. course, uh, the president keeps on talking about the Kaukumi. Mm. The Kaukumi is the bin weevil, right? Yes. The bin weevil uh, mm. within yeah, the police. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is not stopping. And in a situation like COVID, mm. where there is a restricted movement of people, and the police is not human enough to know that a man who is just walking home, like the young man, the Makere young man, um, is not doing any harm, mm. is not spreading anything. Uh, but of course, the ignorance that mm. these officers exhibit mm. sometimes is beyond measure. You're like, oh my goodness, mm. what did they do? Like yesterday I was coming from K uh, Power FM. Mm -hmm. um, uh, of course I have something that I do. Mm. And uh, as I was approaching Wandegia, a guy, um, a, a policeman had a gun mm -hmm. and he almost shot a border border man. But you want the guy to stop, but if he's running away, why can't you just get the number? Number plate. Yeah, and then trust the guy. So for me, the police, uh, number one, these people are very disgruntled within the police, especially the, the low-ranking officers. Mm. They do not earn anything. Um, if you're giving someone 200000 as monthly pay and they're staying in the city, Mm. And they're supposed they to buy food, a sack of charcoal that is 120, and uh, a sack of rice of 50 kilograms. Parent, pay school fees. Pay school fees. Mm. So you you know sometimes we want to blame them, but their situation is even worse. So, so an, a, a hungry man is an angry man. Exactly. And so this man is hungry. Exactly. He's seeing a a, a young doctor walking in Makere when he's supposed to be away. That's added work yeah. that he's not getting value for. Mm -hmm. So he will do it. Yeah, but of course, Makere University is a safe place. It's mm -hmm. an enclosed place. It's a safe place. And uh, what they did was unfortunate. I don't think that guy was dangerous to anybody. Not at all. Yeah, so for me, uh, but also what I want to caution young people, uh, people, sometimes when you're speaking to these guys, you should be cautious of what you say. I mm. uh, um, especially if, for example, if you you're speaking to him and is emotional and is uh, trying to prove a point, mm. don't go down that road with him. Mm -hmm. Try be the calmer one. Be the polite one. Yeah, because you see, uh, the guy has a gun. You don't have it. <laughs> True. So uh, in most cases, if you you analyze the instances. It is because everybody is aggressive to one another. Mm. Uh, the one who does not have a gun and the one who has a gun. So for me, I think uh, there is always that element of aggressiveness and mm. I'm this and this and I'm this and this and people want to prove a point. Mm. So by the end of the day, things get worse. Mm. Okay. So for me, police, they need funding, they need training, but also they need the human touch. They need to understand that they do not work for themselves. They work for us mm. and we pay them. Mm. And if they understand that, then things would be better. Mm. But um, right now, as I speak, I don't think we can redeem this police. It yeah. is irredeemable. Uh, for me, I think it's unless uh, there's comprehensive training for them. And of course, the, I was happy w with what the president did uh, by withdrawing the, uh, the LDUs. LDUs. Yeah, because of, I mean, uh, the LDs are ill-trained and they are not very educated. Mm. Uh, so for them, you need to, there's a, I know you need to hold them like babies mm. and tell them Amanda is a human being. When you have a gun, the gun is not to kill Amanda, yeah, but to protect Amanda and Amanda's property. Yeah, so, okay, 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 okay. Uh, I have a lot of things running through my head right now. <laughs> But okay, let's start from where you talked about people. You, okay, here's what I think. Can I? Yes, <laughs> yes, I yes. Here's what I think. I think that the Ugandan government, sometimes I feel like the Ugandan government is on a race to recruit police or security officers. Like, yeah. It's like every Tom, Dick, and Harry that doesn't have anything to do, come and join the police. Like, 
for that's the mentality at least that's in my neighborhood eh twina chakola genda mchaka police that's the mentality that's mm. there but one time i have a friend from canada mm. she her career goal is to become a police officer so I was like, oh, that's in my head when she told me I want to be a police officer. I was like, that's simple. Just go. <laughs> and she's like, well, no, that's not how it works for us. Our recruitment process is a lot longer. They, and it's on a quarter system. Exactly. So f- they, they're not rushing to have people join the police. But what they're doing is that they are taking so much time to see who is joining the police. Hmm. They're not saying, oh, you need a degree. Because people in Uganda are going to be like, oh, what, what, no, do you know what hard degrees are to get? No, but they go from personality assessment. Exactly. To uh, how do you handle pressure? Exactly. And these take years. When she was going through, for me, the stages, she has to go through health, personality, all those things, they take years. And the point is, if you can cling in into all that entire process, it means you really want to be a police. Yes. And uh, okay, of course, not all police in Canada is great, but the chances for someone who becomes a police and is there to actually protect the people, as opposed to impose themselves. Yeah. I know some people that go into police because they want to get firearms. Exactly. They want to get firearms, and so if anyone messes with them in the neighborhood, they'll be like, "Hey, you, I have a." Firearm. Yeah, like like what happened in Masaka, mm-hmm. the the pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the. LDU guy was uh, at one time, uh, um, what she's a girlfriend. A, the, the lady was a girlfriend to the LDU mm-hmm. guy. Now, the lady moved on, mm-hmm. but when he got a chance of holding a gun, he looked for them Can you imagine? and killed them. Can you imagine? Yeah, so for me, I think the gun, um, the police should not always uh, be encouraged to hold the gun unless it's warranted. If yeah. If there's no need for you, if you're going to Amanda's place and um, you know Amanda is there, Amanda does not have a gun, why do you have to go with a gun? Because the gun can tempt you to do something. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that is one of the reasons why um, we have all these incidences. In Europe, uh, people, police sometimes, you've seen on the streets of London, mm. uh, you don't see police with guns. Yeah, they have batons. They, they have batons. And for me, uh, our police... Um, th- these are the things they need. Perhaps they should hire you and me. Yeah, to definitely, gi- to, to, guys. To, to you draw, guys. <laughs> to draw some... Um, Hello, Ugandan government police. <laughs> so that we can... Um, uh, of course, there are concept notes we can do for them. Mm. Uh, that can improve them. But uh, you see, the implementation is always the problem. You can do all this paperwork, but then the implementation. Mm. Because Amanda, you're going to go and they'll give you a job and uh, they'll give you uh, billions of money mm. uh, to do something for them. You'll take them to school and train them. But you're going to train the top-ranking officers, the mm. ones who are not on the front line. Mm. Now, the ones actually who need training are the ones who are low-ranking. Mm. You do not go for the high-ranking officers. Mm. Because, because half of the time, the they have, ranking they have the opportunity. Mm. Even from their pockets, they can go and train themselves. Mm, mm. But how about a guy who stopped in senior two? Mm. What does he know about human rights? Mm. What does he know about uh, civil police relations? Mm. You see, but for you, your focus is on Amanda, who is able. Mm. But also, I feel that uh, this is what also something else I feel that, that police should incorporate in their teaching. Sometimes we overborrow things from outside mm-hmm. to teach our police, oh, this is human rights, this is how you're supposed to. Do. But there are concepts in our own cultures that people would agree with so much quicker and would adopt to so much quicker, like Ubuntu Bulam. Exactly. Yeah? Like, even think about before colonial colonization before we bought this concept of a police force borrowed it from mm-hmm. the, from europe or wherever what did our local defense systems how did they work yeah the judicial how systems did, actually yeah how did how did they conduct themselves and we have examples by the um amanda if you look at the the northerners uh, they have what they call matoputi mm. remember when they had the issue of uh, a coin mm-hmm. um because for you to get everybody tried in the civil courts mm. or in the criminal courts, mm. they have their own uh, mechanisms. So they try someone, someone says sorry, and people move mm. again. Mm. In Rwanda, you know the gachacha, mm. the gachacha mm. courts. Mm. Um, 
because you see not everybody was supposed to go to the tribe you know in Arusha mm-hmm. in Tanzania so they decided that we introduce the gachacha codes uh, for those who are convicted yeah, yeah. Reconciliation. and reconciliation mm-hmm. but we need we need that touch we need to mm-hmm. reconcile the police and i feel like a lot of things here fail and one of those things that fails police is not because you uh, Ugandan police people are so heartless or Ugandan people African people are heartless they have no minds they're just they're angry people mm-hmm. but it's just because like d- sometimes you need to take people back to what they know mm-hmm. so that they realize mm-hmm. the importance of yeah it's like when if if you came to Uganda and you're like oh guys environmental what 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 people would be like ah but if you tell them about Ubuntu Bulamu, you tell them about what is that move that they do for Kabaka, where they clean. You tell them about that people, you actually recruit people actually. Actually, actually, uh, you talking about Bulunji Wansi is, um, for me, I think is a very, very, in Rwanda they do it. Uh, they have the, what they call, uh, there's that day where they clean, um, uh, I'm forgetting the, the the term, the Randy's term, mm. but they have that. I know that they do a Saturday. Yeah, they do a Saturday and they clean up. They, you know, it is community. Now, when you come together to clean, mm. you make friends and you understand each one one another's problem. And imagine how police would relate with people yes if they are relating from them from a sense of this is my community. Yes. Do you think they would come and beat up someone's son? I know he'll probably be like, man, I know this guy's father. How am I going to be exactly. What will the father? How yes. will the father see me? And so people start to treat themselves, even if the government, yes, it's doing its goal of enforcing these. And measures. and the pride and the pride people take uh, or have in their police, for mm. example, you know, you you enrich your police. If mm. you see a police officer going down the, the tunnel and getting garbage out of it's it, it's like yeah, this person is for me. Yes. So when this person tells me it's seven p.m., go to your house. You'll go. They are doing it out of a space of yes. love and yes. But now people, what what's that picture that people have of a police? I mean, me when I see police, I'm just like yeah. Um, I'm just guys. I just rolled my eyes. I know. Yeah, I rolled my eyes. <laughs> I'm just like hmm, this guy is just a puppet being done. You know, government trying to do whatever they want to do. He's not concerned about me. Yeah. But can we change that narrative? Yeah. We we need we we need first of all. Um, uh, one of our biggest challenges as a country is um, uh, uh, patro- patronism. Like, patronism, yeah, yes. like you, you, the, the allegiance. Amanda is my guy. Mm. Amanda is my person. So Amanda is connecting me to this person because you see most of these jobs, the way they they, they give these guys even promotions. Mm. Recently, a debate about uh, the things. People saying certain group of people um, in all over, all over this place, and they are getting this and getting. But you see, people are agitated. People are saying, uh, "Where is my my person?" Because you see, mm-hmm. merit mm. has been eroded from our systems. And it's just like this is my person. Yeah, the, the merit is no longer there. Because mm-hmm. you see a, a young man like um, Mugenyi here. Who um, aspires to do certain things? He can reach a he level. He can do them. He's got such talent. Yeah, but then he can reach a level, and there's an opportunity, and someone can sit on him mm. and say, no. "I don't want him." You because see, because he's not my person. Because he's not my person. He's and not my tribe He's not my tribe These things actually are out there, and we see them. Okay, merit back then, the days of Obote, and I mean, people bad. people used to get their appointment letters after campus. Okay, but if you go to these places, you for me, I'll tell you as a young man after campus, I, 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 um, I went to public service. I applied for a job, and um, what happened is I was shortlisted. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why I never went back to public service is because my name was shortlisted. I went for um, to check again, and it was not there. Another person, yeah, it. some another person was um, put instead of you. Yes, after a few days, just going to check and to be sure. What? So for me, I think so many things are happening in this country. But merit, when merit returns to this land, things will be better. Including even police will be better. Even, even police how will be, they do yes. with people will be better. Have you ever gone to get a driving permit? Not yet. I am. I am going. 
the day you go um you go to the driving school drive learn and there are people actually who just go and get these driving licenses yeah i know yeah. people that just they're like oh you want a driving permit Ish. yeah give me this money i, I do yeah so you, you see, don't even have to go for classes this is what i'm talking about merit is no longer there my 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 boss lives in trinidad <laughs> and she um told me for them they even go to class to study about road signs they go to for testing you take you go and test like three times okay mm-hmm. yeah in australia it takes about correct me guys if i'm wrong about three years before it, you you're a full-on free driver you yeah go, you go from learning to then a green piece that means something and then finally you can be a full-on free exactly so for me i think uh merit is the key um component missing from our system mm. when merit returns amanda you're going to be okay jonathan is going to be okay mugeni is going yes. to be okay when <laughs> merit returns yes but i i can confidently say without fear or favor that there is no merit now in mm. our systems mm. uh young people are doing so many things i'll tell you have you ever been to nasa road yes i have now but if, not to do the other the bad things no but i'll tell you uh, people at nasa are the most brilliant people in this country <laughs> they are they can copy now, anything now now just imagine if you got those people and uh, employ them in police yeah they can that do a good job in uh, there's uh, that thing of front front the forensic forensic, forensic department. yeah department you need people like that mm. people can trace and trace and, and get they can i tell you that's a fake no matter how real yes looks. i'll give you an example in france a young man who is an it expert um uh, hacked into uh, the the central bank of france yeah i heard of yes so the 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 guy um siphoned money from the central bank mm-hmm. and sent it to um the caribbean those mm. um uh, accounts where no one can trust you mm. so now when the system after a few days the system uh, actually updates itself and there is a, a big big amount of money missing from the yeah. central bank account <laughs> so um now the police investigates now the man the young man was on his way to macau those those islands where mm. nobody can touch you. Yeah. <laughs> so but on his way to the airport mm-hmm. somehow they detect and they arrest they him. him. You know what they did? What did they do? They employed him no. to be yes. He, he was a thief. But they employed they him. They got him like this this mind is, is too is, good to yes. be kept in prison. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. They said no, we need this brain in our bank. Yeah. So that w- if we have any challenges, it's a buffer is something that is protecting us. Exactly. As much as he's a thief. So you have to be better than him. Exactly. Yes. Again. Yes. Yeah, it is. So the guy was employed and not even taken to in Uganda. You get a man like that, Lucinda, the man will ro- <laughs> like head off. Yeah, so you see I'm trying to tell you that everybody is important. Yeah. Even the thief is important. Mm. But how do you nurture and get this person to be a, a nice person? yeah to serve the government to, yeah to serve the community serve of the course community. some of them are doing the things out of desperation mm. but how do you get these people and even within the police how do you get these wrong police officers and and tell them you guys this is what we want to achieve as a country mm. so you should do abcd mm. okay but if you just want to take them to prison and fill up the prisons then, then there will be an explosion it, yeah So thank you so much Jonathan Tabalanga for taking us through those deep beautiful thoughts. But before we go I want to tap something that's that would be even more relevant to our audience especially on the topic of police brutality. So we've talked about police brutality why we think police is brutal and what can be done about to reduce mm-hmm. or mitigate the brutal brutality of police. But uh you you touched something that I think we should go in deeper on is how do we act when we are faced with police for me i think any person who um is confronted by the police or who is in a an altercation with the police mm-hmm. they should think twice uh for me i think uh the police is, any human being can be aggrieved and the emotions can raise and um, when emotions raise some people don't think uh, we all don't think we go in fright mode yeah so for me um 
I actually think uh, the best way is for you to be the calmer one. Mm. Every time you have a problem with the police. Mm. For me, I, I tell people, um, I do not argue with the police. When not they because you're not, stupid, not because, but because I'm stu- you're actually wise. Yeah, because you see, uh, every time you do that, uh, it can um, manifest into something different. Mm. And perhaps you can lose your life. Yeah. Or even We've have your happen. your teeth broken or something like that. So for me, uh, yes, we know that the police are supposed to protect us, and um, in every sense of the word. Mm. But since we know that they're not trained enough, and uh, they also have challenges as uh, police, we need to be more cautious. Mm. Especially like my friend in the U.S., uh, he lives in Oklahoma. He's uh, is we went to all Kampala together, mm-hmm. but he tells me uh, most black Americans always argue with the police. Mm. They always argue with the police, yeah. and you know, when the tempers raise, mm. then someone draws a gun and says, "Put up your hands, come out of the car," and they don't want to do that because mm. they know they are right. Yes, mm. you're right, but you're going to lose your life. Yeah, life and being right. What yeah, so so you the most important thing is don't wait for people to go and bury you and demonstrate. J- be the wiser one. Be the wiser one. Be the calmer person. Yes. And you guys, you'll be amazed at how much respect you will get when you respect someone else. Yes. Yeah. It's very very important. You see, the police for me every time I I confront or I approach them, I always be. Um, Calm, gentle. Yes, gentle. And then I ask for for their opinions and I ask them why they're doing this. Very calm. Mm. You see, if I see that someone wants to uh, do something special, I don't give a bribe. Mm. That one I don't do. Don't, don't, please do not participate in yeah, that. I don't you'll be perpetuating yeah, one of our biggest... I don't give a bribe, I don't give a, a bribe because um, when you do that, you compromise your position. Mm, you do. Every time you give a bribe, you compromise your position as uh, anyone who is uh, engaging the police. So the best thing to do is stand your ground. Every time you stand your ground and be calm, mm. the police will be actually respectful in the way they handle you. Mm. But the, the moment you antagonize them, the moment you show that you're clever enough, I know we are clever, but... We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know we are clever, but sometimes... I cannot be unruly when I'm, I'm, I'm engaging the police mm. because you see there's so many elements, there's so many people from different backgrounds. You don't know how people were raised in their homes. Perhaps their parents were uh, fighting every day. So mm. for them drawing a gun at you is not a big issue. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, this is a very important topic because as you have seen in our country, COVID-19 has led to the deployment of so many security forces if you're moving to town if you are going anywhere you you i'm telling you you will count countless number of police officers where you are so if you by any chance have a meet with them remember to be the wiser person be kind be calm and be reasonable yes people should be calm reasonable and humble uh, if you're not, uh, then you're in danger of losing your life mm. because you see, don't know what is going to happen. Before um, you argue with them, think about the people you left at home. Think about uh, your mother, your father, mm. your children, if your parent, I mean, if you're, uh, yeah, if your parent. So um, if you're a son or a daughter, you should all th- think about the pain your parents will go through mm. before you start arguing with the police mm, and even the change you want to make that argument the point that you want to make will not be made if you're dead yeah so for me i yeah. think being human and them being human uh we are the same people mm. but of course there's the gun in the hands of <laughs> the other the person gun, there's the baton and there's the anger so guys that was jonathan tabalanga and you guys you are very blessed to be having jonathan tabalanga here with you because he's a big man eh? so <laughs> mr jonathan tabalanga where can we find some of your work um well if you if for example the new vision you can or, or if you actually type in Jonathan Tabalanga mm. uh they'll give you a list the, of your work the and things articles. I've done. Uh also um I have some of my works uh, not yet published. Okay. Um uh, my professor at university used to tell me that I should publish my thesis the one I did for 
masters. Mm, why didn't you? Um, I want to do a masters, and I'm I'm determined that my thesis will be published. Yeah, for me, uh, I did refugees and human rights. Okay. That was my uh, my topic. Mm but I've never published it, but I will, because now I've registered with the Ugandan Journal, okay. and uh, I'm writing something about human rights. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want to publish them, because you always give them to look through mm. before they can publish. Yeah. So um, very soon I'll do, but also the Daily Monitor, if you type in my name, only my name, Jonathan Tabalanga, mm. all those articles will come out, mm. okay? Because uh, they're still online. I actually still access them if I want to use them for something. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, but also, um, where do I sit, Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also you can find Jonathan Tabalanga at his office at Posta Uganda. Yes. Um, so if you know where the Ugandan post, you, you know these young people, they don't know. Eh? If you know where the Ugandan post uh, office is. Yeah, and also when uh, university resumes, they can find me at UCU. Yeah, also at UCU because he's a lecturer there. And you can have this deep, very nice, he's a very kind man, he's a very humble man. You'll be amazed at how much interest he will give you when you ask very good questions. So guys, that was the poetic pause for you today. See you next time. Bye.